Yeah, man, you're now locked into Downright Sports, the podcast. This is DJ Chase Worldwide Sounds Records. Shout out to Brent Reed. I want y'all to tune in, like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe on all podcast platforms. You know what it is. Chia! The jabroni beating, pie eating, trailblazing, eyebrow raising, talking is done. You're out of your class. No sleep till Brooklyn. The Rock whips your ass. And all they can say is, whoo, here comes the world heavyweight champion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. DJ Chase. The Yo, male eye. Uh, yeah. Listen, here I'm saying, no one really playing. If you really down, ain't no time for delaying. Big money, having fun, streams is really paying. Trapping, making moves like my name is Raising Canaan. I'm coming through dripping, taking trips. Yo, don't me, taking pics. Yeah, so much fun. So much bread, bread. all these is given. Yeah, we move around, living life. life. What's the cost? Man, the price. Yeah. Me, Cartier, my third eye. I call that an epiphany. Rose gold, this man. I smoke that religiously. Red kicks, these one on ones. You close like Yosemite. Ha! Is you kidding me? Yeah, it's me. Pull up in that brand new, out of this world infinity. Can't get get rid of me. Ah, uh, is yeah, you so kidding much me? Fun, fun, fun. So is much bread. bread. All these is given. Yeah, we move around, living life. What's the cost? Man, the price. Yeah. Listening to Downright Sports with notorious sports critic Brent Reed. It is showtime! Welcome everybody to the summer version of Downright Sports. I am your host, the notorious sports critic Brent Reed. Trying to get used to how my setup is for the summer. It's a lot more, it's scaled back. I'm not using my usual microphone stand. So things are out of proportionate. So you, if I sound weird, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get the order. If you hear me scuffling up against the boom mic. Am I there? Yeah, that sounds to me a little bit better. Hello, everyone. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this Downright Sports Summer Show. Basically, what we're doing for the summer, um, I'm not doing as many episodes I would do during the fall and the winter and the spring. So we're going to do a little um, spot episodes here and there. Uh, For those of you unfamiliar with the show, welcome. (laughs) To give some plugs, uh, check out Downright Sports on 
DJ Chase Radio W uh, excuse me WDJC DB or just go to DJ Chase Radio dot <laughs> com. Uh, check out Downright Sports Thursdays at eight o'clock on Dynasty Radio NY dot com. Uh, check out uh, listen to the show. Got stop saying check out. Listen to the show uh, on Fab ninety four point five The Hits on Saturdays at nine a.m. and then listen to the show Trap Radar Radio. At 3 p.m. on Saturdays, and now Downright Sports' new home. We prepare, we premiered this past uh, this past Sunday. Yeah, uh, we premiered this past Sunday on She Real Radio at 1 p.m. on Sundays. A lot of different places for this little old show. So, in any case, uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, we're gonna if you've listened to the show in the past, it's gonna be formatted a slight different. So, buckle up. <laughs> okay. Uh, the biggest, well, not the biggest, but some news in, uh, currently right now in baseball, and the Yankees are red hot. They're performing at an all-time high. They're currently right now the number one team in all of baseball, which as a Yankee fan scares me because of the simple fact that the expectation is for us to always win a championship and now be in the best team in baseball. If we don't win, it is a disappointing season. We're in the last... I would say the last maybe last 10 years, there are maybe two teams that were put together that people went, oh, that team should win. But for the most part, the Yankees have been winning and people can't figure out how. They're like, ooh, how are they getting that done? Where is that coming from? Uh, the closest the Yankees came to the World Series was Game 7 against the Houston um Astros in 2019, 2018, 2019. Um, I remember because I was, I just uh, got out of my boot. I was, uh, I know, I just got out of my cast and I was watching the game. Uh, so maybe it was more recent than that. <laughs> it was 2018. That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, I got to ask Allie because we were together. But I, um, I was in Allie's living room. I was watching the game. I was losing my mind. I was trying not to yell because she was asleep. Needless to to my knowledge, I could have like burnt, you know I could have bought a marching band and she wouldn't have woken up. But uh, the Yankees came close. Have not been uh, last you know last few years they teetered, but this year 58-23, they're going to be the first team to sixty wins. Uh, regardless, like it would be in the close next closest team. Is the Houston Astros at fifty three and twenty seven? The Yankees would have to lose a lot of games. Excuse me, as I mess around with this mic some more. But it it's a different stand, and I'm sounding. I'm trying to use the boom mic to take out all the feedback. Let me just position this right. Live radio ain't nothing like it. I think this is better. This feels better. So, yeah, this feels better. I'm gonna have to go to if I do another one. I'm gonna have to go to the other stop. But uh, currently, Yankees did lose to Pittsburgh yesterday. But they're the best team in baseball. They have the best offense currently right now. Their pitching is one of the best in all of the game. Starting bullpen, and that's with Chapman just you know not performing the way we would expect a guy of his caliber to perform. Chapman is the closer; he's supposed to be. But he, I, we don't know if it's age. You know, nobody fans don't know if it's age, 
if it's fatigue, if it's an injury, but currently right now he's having a rough go at it. I don't know how I was changing the stats in the NBA stats. <laughs> but in any case, the Yankees have either during the season or next season or at the during the season or at the end of the season, they have a very tough decision they need to make. They need to make a decision to re-sign Aaron Judge, who's been on the team now uh, for just over 10 years. I want to say just just under 10 years. Aaron Judge, one, two, oops, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven years. Seven years. He's only been on the team seven years. The, the question is posed, do you back up the bridge truck and pay the man, or do you let him leave? Now, Judge is having an MVP-like year. The problem with baseball, unlike basketball, unlike football, players rarely, the first, you know, players sometimes start out hot the first part of the season, and then when you start playing teams the second time around after the All-Star break, players tend to come back to reality. Now, we're all, as Yankee fans, we're all hoping that doesn't happen. We're hoping he keeps this momentum going, but Judge currently this season... Uh, batting 281, 29 home runs, uh, 60 RBIs, on-base percentage six, uh, 360, slugging percentage 612, one of the best in the league. Um, to give you an idea where he ranks amongst his peers, Judge, we don't want, just give me a American League. They're trying to make this. But he's leading the league in home runs completely. He's the leader in home runs. He's currently right now in the batting race. He's not in the top five. He's barely probably in the top ten. But it doesn't matter. Uh, and RBIs, he's only, he's second uh, behind Jose Ramirez. So those are categories to me that matter. Home runs, RBIs. That means you're supplying runs. You're bringing guys in. I don't go into all that other analytic stuff like who's got the best war and any of that. Like, that doesn't matter. Is he hitting the ball? Is he putting the ball over the wall? Is he scoring runs? That's ultimately what it comes down to. And this year, and in past years, Judge has not been a scrub. Aaron Judge has not been um, a poop butt player. He has not been, you know, his career, um, his career numbers, 187 home runs, 270 batting average, that's solid. Uh, four excuse me, four hundred and twenty six RBIs. His on base his on base percentage is three uh, eighty three. Slugging percentage is five sixty one. Historically, I don't know where he ranks. I didn't look into that. But where he where his impact is, where where he impacts the Yankees is on a different level. Aaron Judge is he's the face of the team. Not to mention, he may be the face of the league. Where Mike Trout is barely seen because he never make the playoffs, and then um, other players like um, Jose Tatis Jr. is still so young. Uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. hasn't really made the playoffs. He's just earning his stripes. And then you, if you want to go um, Shohei Otami, maybe he's there, but again, his team doesn't really make the playoffs. Great player, but his team doesn't really make the playoffs. So. It's really, you know, judges to have. Judge has that Jeter factor. The Yankees, 
I don't know if they need to give him $500 million. I think, no, that's absurd. But whatever Freddie Freeman got, the Yankees need to do that plus some. Or what if, if Judge, so Bryce Harper has two MVP awards, one on the Nats, one with Philly last year. The, it's hard to compare him to Bryce because, like I said, Bryce got two MVPs. But Bryce has barely made the playoffs. Like, his impact in Philly has been more of on a personal scale versus a team scale. Judge, I can argue, is more impactful on a team scale. Judge is a leader. Judge is, uh, um, uh, what would you call, a perfect, not a perfect citizen, but he's the ideal player. He's the guy that doesn't get, you know, he's not getting in trouble. He's charismatic. He can talk to the crowd. You know, kids love him. He's he's a giant 6'7". He can play center. He can play right field. I can argue, and yeah, I'm a Yankee fan, but I can argue Aaron Judge's value to the Yankees is stronger than somebody like Bryce Harper. It's stronger almost than Francisco Tatis Jr. It's stronger than Shohei Otani. It's, I mean, he's not the same player Mike Trout is, but you got to say to yourself, hey, this guy's got us in the playoffs constantly. He's always in the MVP conversation constantly. He's an all-star constantly. He's leading the league. He's the, he's the top all-star vote-getter, home run derby champion. He puts on the show. He's part of the Twin Towers, him and Giancarlo Stanton. Why not sign him? Yankees have – you paid like – this new identity with the Yankees of like trying to hold on to the wallet to the last second, clutching the money. I can't give it up. Like they need to stop. Pay the man. It's just that simple. You're the New York Yankees. You need a Showtime like player. He is a Showtime like player. When the lights is brightest, when the stage is the rightest. That's not a real word. Aaron Judge is the guy. You need you know repay players because. Aaron Judge currently right now is... How old is he? Give me the age. I think he's like 31. He's 30. He's not even 31. He's 30 years old. And I'll wrap up. This new concept of, well, guy at 30, we're not going to pay him, is stupid. It's the dumbest thing I've heard, and it's the, the reason for it is stupid. Everyone knows, other than football, well, excuse me, other than a running back and wide receiver in football, in basketball and in baseball and in hockey, when a, it, when a player from 27 to around 33, 34, is when an athlete has finally put it together. It's where they take all the skills that they were born with and they take the knowledge that they learned while getting to that point. And now, at that life. 27 the 34 ish mark the player has now put it all together and has become complete yeah i know well, what about all these young guys yes we get it but go back and pay attention to a lot of younger guys they eat they're good early and get hurt early steven strasberg all right everybody anointed him they prayed at the altar of all Stephen, or as Tony Kornheiser likes to call him, the Orchid. Steven Strasburg is has been has not pitched, or he's, he's not pitched since they won the World Series, and he came back and left again. He's got like a rib thing, just not worth it. 
And if you can justify giving Max Scherzer a ton of dough at the age he is, Justin Verlander a ton of dough at the age he is, then there's no reason the Yankees can't pay Aaron Judge. There's just no argument for it. And if you're the Yankees, can you afford for Aaron Judge to sign with Boston? Can you afford for Aaron Judge to sign with the Mets? Like, I'd rather him suck for for us than than go be great for somebody else. Because playing in New York is a lot of pressure. It's a lot to take in. Imagine him signing, like, the San Francisco Giants because he's from out there. Or signing with the Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, he may, he'll probably have like a great one, two, but that is that, like, you don't want that. And then on the alternative to play devil's advocate, there's the Albert Pujols. Pujols went out to LA, nobody remembered his name. Now, I think if Pujols stayed with St. Louis, he would have been on a different, we would, we would celebrate him more. But because he took the money and he went out to LA, we just forgot because he wasn't on East Coast TV. That's just the breaks, Charlie. So, my my introduction to college football wasn't until I came to Virginia. I came to Virginia in high school. I've been coming back and forth to Virginia as a kid, but I was like here for the summer. Funny enough, I was doing downright sports summer shows back then. No. Um, when I, you know, when I came, when I came to Virginia in high school in two thousand, I did not watch college football. I barely watched college basketball. I kind of watched college basketball on the premise of St. John's, and then I became a Duke fan. So I kind of sort of watched college football based on that. But I didn't. I mean, college, excuse me, college basketball. But I rarely watched college football. Honestly, I rarely watched professional football. Football always just looked sloppy. <laughs> When it would come on TV, because I would I would turn on the television to be a football game, and it just looked sloppy. You're like, what, what are they doing? Like, I didn't understand the positions. It, it took me until I was able to learn the positions. Uh, my good buddy Tim Woodson taught me how the positions played out. Um, my buddy TJ Sims taught me how the positions played out. Joe Sims, all these guys who played is how I learned the game. I learned the game through their eyes. Tim Woodson really broke the game down to me on a just a ground level. Like, he makes it play out. He can break down a play on, like, if Downray Sports is the show for the sports fan, he breaks down a play for the sports fan. Like, he could take, he could just take the play apart on some, like, Iron Man, um, uh, uh, minority report kind of level, but it wasn't until like Tim would sit down and go, yeah, this is that's it, and um, watching the pros, I started paying attention to the you know where players are coming from, and then there was a little known player when I got to Virginia by the name of Michael Vick, and I was like, who is this guy? Who is this Michael Vick? He is a monster from. What I was told, and then Vic got drafted, but Vic came from Tech, and through that is how I started weaving my way. Now, I'm slightly not giving myself enough credit here because when I decide when I was watching sports off and on, the one team I kind of was paying attention to was the Miami Hurricanes. <clears throat> the U. Sorry, um, they're no longer the U. They were the U that now they're. <laughs> They're an F. 
<laughs> it's what they are. But um, I was paying attention to the Hurricanes because Jeremy Shockey was drafted by the Giants. I grew up a Giants fan. And I was like, ooh, Giants got Jeremy Shockey. He came from the Hurricanes. I was a big Michael Irvin fan. He also came from the Hurricanes. I was also a Ray Lewis fan. He also came from the Hurricanes. I like Warren Sapp. He also came from the Hurricanes. So all these players came from Miami. And I was like, yeah, I like Miami now. You know what I'm saying? But that was my introduction to college sports. And then from there, I would slowly just watch the game. I'm terrible at remembering names. I'm really bad at remembering names. If I don't write it down, I'm not going to remember. And even when I write it down because I'm dyslexic, I have difficulty sometimes pronouncing the names. But uh, (laughs) um, the college world has been, you know, it was kind of cute. Early on, when like when Boston College joined the ACC, and when um, Virginia Tech and Miami joined the ACC, that was kind of cute. Penn State, I always thought Penn State was in the Big Ten. I didn't know they were independent, but then they joined. And then the because of that, it if you saw the lights, if you're watching on Facebook Live, you saw the lights because because it's storming outside. So this show made me cut short really quick, but. I didn't like the fact that, now I don't like the fact, excuse me, I misspoke. Now I don't like the fact that teams are going everywhere. It doesn't, geographically, it doesn't make sense. I thought to myself when the Big East, basically, the original Big East exploded, and the AC, uh, Syracuse and, who joined? Syracuse, Pittsburgh joined the ACC. I thought that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I was like, what is this? Uh, UConn left to go form a new conference called the AAC, uh, the American Athletic Conference. And they, I'm not going down the list of all these teams, but I was talking to uh, um, Ali's dad, and he was telling me, I didn't even realize this, but um, West Virginia was in the Big East and then leaves and joins um, the Big 12. But by doing this, it broke up a really awesome rivalry that used to happen with West Virginia and Virginia Tech. And but notes to me, I didn't know this was a huge rivalry, but that's my point. These close, because that was the idea of co- collegiate sports. You know, it, you would, there would be a national, ch- it was kind of like a next level. So if height, so let's shake it off. Let's, let's go through this, all right? It's the summer show. Relax. Put your oil on. Sit on the beach. Get you a cold one or a lukewarm one like I have. And let's talk. Well, let's talk. So if you were to break sports down, you got Little League, where you basically play on the same field versus the same guys, um, or you play the same people from your community, you know, the town, if you will. Yes, I understand there's like Dixie, whatever. I'm not going that far. I'm going how I was raised on Little League, not all this travel crap. All right. Then you get to high school sports. High school sports, you play guys in your division. Um, the furthest you may travel is two hours, but it's everybody in the same state. 
And now you're good enough, you go to college. You play schools or you play schools within the region. And what I mean by the region is if you go to school in Virginia, you may play play a team in Maryland, you may play a team in North Carolina, South Carolina, maybe the furthest you go. Uh, DC, you may include West Virginia, you know, stuff like that. You barely Tennessee special. But like if you're a Virginia team, such as like if you're UVA or VCU, well, let's let's keep this in football. But no, 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 let's put this out. You're a Virginia team. You're a UVA, and this is the old days. And you, you know, you're good enough, and you get a phone call. Hey, this is UCLA. Come play us. Come out here. We're gonna pay. You know, you're gonna get you're gonna get a little gonna get a little coin to play us. But you know, you come out. That was huge. UVA is going to UCLA. That was huge. You know, games like that matter because you weren't really going outside your quadrant. You know, the furthest you may travel, maybe eight hours tops. And a lot of that had to do with the fact that at the end of the day, they were collegiate athletes. Once they started opening up the conferences like a like a marketplace and you had this bastardization of the college game where something as dumb as Maryland leaving the ACC to go to the Big Ten just makes zero sense. And we understand why they're doing it. It's money for football. Football breeds money. Outside of America, football doesn't matter to anybody unless it's a soccer ball, which is in football. But here in America, football, whether it's high school, College or the pros is one of them rare sport, one of them rare commodities. And they even break it up sport, one of them rare commodities that does not have to be sold outside this country. The NBA would not survive if it was just uh, an American based sport. They have to go international. Baseball has to go international. Um, the iPhone has to go international. You know what I'm saying? But football. Right here in God's country is the only thing that makes a billion dollars. Side note, I was in Texas last week. Uh, we left. I just I didn't realize. But we, we left. We were on the road at this. I think we just got there. What time is it? No, we were on the road at this time. When we got into Texas, I saw a stadium that was bigger than, that was either bigger or the same size as Liberty University Stadium. I put money on it. That's how big that stadium was for a high school. So don't tell me football doesn't bring money. Back to my point. Rutgers left the ACC for money for football. To go to the Big Ten where nobody cares about them. Like, is the, not Rutgers, Rutgers too. But the big, uh, Maryland leaving the ACC destroyed one of the two, like some of the best college basketball rivalries you can ask for Maryland versus Duke, Maryland versus UNC. Like, are you kidding me? Nobody is waking up Saturday mornings going to Ann Arbor. Is that where Michigan plays? I think Michigan plays in Ann Arbor. Yeah, because South Bend is where Notre Dame. Yeah, nobody's waking up Saturday morning, circling their calendar. Hmm, Maryland's traveling to Ann Arbor. You know, darling, that's an old rivalry. First of all, Maryland joined the um, the Big Ten, barely winning the ACC. 
So why the heck do you think they're going to compete in a conference that breeds football? Like the ACC, we all bow. Like the ACC is a basketball conference. Like, don't get it twisted. The Big Ten, yeah, they got a good basketball teams, but that's a football conference. The SEC, football conference. The Big 12, uh, used to be a football conference. The Pac-12, yeah, used to be a football conference. There are two football conferences. The SEC, the Big Ten. And both are looking to set themselves head and shoulders better than everybody. If you look currently at the landscape right now, Texas is joining the ACC with Oklahoma. They have broken the football mold. You would have thought, like the fact that Texas and Oklahoma are coming out of that Texas market and going into the ACE, the SEC, which is South football. I sell the football right there. If you ask me, boy, that's, I wish Allie could come in here and give me her accent for like two seconds. That is football. You got Bama, Alabama, Tennessee, who sucks. Florida, um, that, that's all I need to mention. I'm not even going down the list. But now you add Texas to this mix. And here's the crazy part. Texas and Oklahoma dominated their conference. Mark my words. They will, they may struggle in what they're about to jump into. They are about to struggle. But they broke everything. Syracuse and Pitt, Syracuse and Pittsburgh. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Syracuse and Pittsburgh joining the ACC was kind of like a soft test run to see if this bull mess could work. And on a smaller scale, it was old. ACC is growing. With UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten, college sports is done. College sports was regional. It was tribal. It was, it it, it was communal. What this is going to do. To smaller towns, because, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. UCLA and USC, uh, sixty years ago, dominated the market in California. That whole West Coast market, from California to Washington, they dominated because there were no professional sports teams. Since the Lakers, since the Dodgers, since yeah, you know, uh, the Rams, they're a footnote. Okay, they're a footnote. That little region, that region's not going to care. New York City has not cared about college sports since um, Luke Garrett played for Columbia. Google it. Um, New Jersey barely cares about college sports. They never have. Rutgers sucks, and I could, I don't think Princeton matters. Like I don't name me four other colleges in uh, uh, um, New Jersey for football. Now, high school wise, it's got a bang of programs, but. Smaller places like Blacksburg, small Virginia, smaller places in like Tennessee. I just drove through what you would consider the heartbeats of America. Smaller. I went through Tennessee. I went through Kentucky. I went through um, Arkansas, Texas. I went through these. And if you, there's one common thing. There's smaller areas compared to these big, large cities. And college football. Is some of these places professional in Nebraska? That's their professional team. You know what I'm saying? In 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 Alabama, Alabama is big as big in Alabama football. Auburn football is the equivalent of the Yankees and the Mets in New York. The reason why the Rays and the Miami Marlins nobody cares about is because in Florida, the it goes God, 
bath salt. No, let me do it in order. It goes Florida football. It could be the University of Florida, Florida State. It could be the other like Florida Technology of Institute, <laughs> the University of Miami, and then it's guide and then bath salts. That's the order in Florida. The mother sport, like Miami Heat, or people root for them when they're good. The Orlando Magic, I don't even think everybody realizes there's a team there sometimes. Okay? Tennessee has uh, the Tennessee Titans. I think that's it, right? No. And then they have the Memphis Grizzlies. People talk about the Tennessee Volunteers. Is it the Volunteers or the Vol? What is, I don't know. But they talk about that program. Like, they won... Championship after championship after championship. When in reality, they have not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's how big it is. They, they, they flood these arenas in Michigan. They flood the stadiums. Like, it's huge. Because they want to see them fade. You know, Michigan wants to see Michi- Michigan versus Michigan State. They want to see Michigan versus Ohio State. They, like, those are rivals. They're destroying what makes college football exciting. The rivals. And it's going away. You can't manufacture new rivalries. You just can't. It doesn't work that way. It's not how sports works. Yet, like, like there's a reason why if, if next year the Lakers face the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals, all eyes are on TV. If When the Yankees play the Red Sox, all eyes are on. Both teams can be trash. People are going to watch. That's just how it is. You can't make up rivalries. And as they keep trying, but the... The answer to all the questions is money, people. Everybody's chasing money. Here's the crazy part. These programs aren't going poor. They're not losing money. They just want more. And I don't even know for what. Because I don't know if it goes back into the education program. Like, I'm not hearing too many people come from these schools that are creating the cure for um, baldness or anything like that. Like, it's really... It's... College football has died. It's over. Let, we will no longer see the college sports world. For anybody that listens to this show, if you're under the age of 25, what it used to be like, you'll never know what that feeling is like. I'm here to tell you right now, there used to be a certain feeling when, like, even me, I'm a Duke fan, and when Duke plays UNC, it just doesn't have that same, you know, grab, it doesn't have that same, uh, you know what I'm saying? Or when, it used to be a big deal when the ACC faced the Big Ten in that basketball matchup. It just doesn't have that same feel anymore. It It's gone. What we're going to see, and I, this is, what, let me put my hat on, let me, Let's step into the world, and I got another topic I need to cover, but this one was something that's been sitting on my head for a couple days. I got a headache from thinking about it. <laughs> All right. I am now. <clears throat> so, I need something. Hold on. Stay right there. Everybody stay right there. Hold on. Nobody go anywhere. Ah. I know only keeps us closer. You know what's crazy? I only wear headphones. I do listen, like to hear myself, but I don't need the headphones, but it's just something to it. It's the, it I, I can unplug it, but I just like it. All right. All right. Y'all ready? <clears throat> me, me, me. Let me take a shot. <clears throat> All right. Cool. Let's have some fun. Oh, no. Where's that going? I think my beer fizzed up. 
ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming to the podium right now, the new NCAA president. Um, he would like to be addressed as the notorious NCAA president, ladies and gentlemen, Brent Reed. Rounds of applause. Rounds of applause. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Everybody can have a seat. All right. <clears throat> I'd like to formally announce today that uh, the current college game is over. It is dead. So here's how we're going to realign this whole thing. Here's how we're going to make this work. We, um, we concede that the Big Ten and the SEC are too big. They're just too big, okay? They will continue to gobble up everything. All right, gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> they gobble up it all. Isn't it, isn't it cute, Fred? It's cute, Fred. Here's how we're going to do this. There will be the SEC and the Big Ten. They will play within their, comp, their, their new leagues. These will be two different leagues, okay? They will play in their league. What then we're going to do is we're going to take the remaining conferences. So we're going to take the Pac-12, the Big 12, and the ACC, and we're going to fold you into one conference. We're going to call you the other guys. No, we're not. We're going to call No, we are. We're going to call you the other guys, and you will be a league, and you will face each other within your league. Then we're going to take the rest of the conferences, and we're going to form you as the leftovers or the forgotten toys. Or you know what? We just don't care. And quite frankly, y'all can do whatever you want. You know, y'all can sprinkle a little dust here and there. And you can do whatever you like. Y'all can have, uh, you can go seven on seven. You can play eight versus 11. However, we're not going to pay attention. We're only going to pay attention to the Big Ten, the Big 12. I mean, the Big Ten, the SEC, and the other guys. And what we're going to do here is we're going to create basically a mega championship, okay? And here's how crazy, since it's already insane anyway. What we're going to do, we're going to have the championship, the winner of the other guy conference, the winner of the SEC, the winner of the Big Ten, where you guys are going to face each other in the first ever triple threat football game. How's that sound? I bet somebody had paid money for that. And I'm you're wondering, how's that work? I'm glad you asked. So, basically, one team will play on offense. The other team will play on defense. And then the other team will just get back to sit back and watch. And we're still going to crown the winner of the SEC and the Big Ten. Because we really don't care about the others. That's just how it is. So, that's the new league. Uh, it will no longer be called college football. It will be called Bitcoin Presents football for all America, but realistically only if, if your school's in the Big Ten and the SEC. That's going to be an underline. In fact, Fred, take that out completely. Fred, just take it out. Fred, Fred, thank you, Fred. Appreciate that. And that's it for me and Fred. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this one's going to go by quick because I didn't expect uh, to talk so long. I did. I ain't I planned this show out this way. The summer show is planned so differently than the other show. Right now, at this time, I already be in segment two, which is crazy. All right, so back to baseball. The Los Angeles Angels suck. 
Okay, uh, there's still hope. There's still plenty of time. They're currently right now 37 and 45. There are 17 games in the first place. There's no way, or excuse me, <clears throat> in the words of Vince McMahon, there is no chance in hell they are catching the Houston Astros in the wild card race. Currently, right now, they are seven and a half back. Uh, they will not be making playoffs. With that being said, it's time for the Angels to trade Mike Trout and Shohei Otame and rebuild. Break this team down. I secretly always watch the Angels because the Angels in the outfield. And the Angels for years just have the coolest jerseys. They always have the cool jerseys. And if you played the game, if you played like MLB back in the early 2000s, like they had a cool looking stadium. I digress. It's time to trade those guys. Uh, they're great talent, and they're being wasted. Mike Trout, if I was... Uh, it was my list of teams. If I was a team... If I was a team... If I was the Phillies, the Yankees, the Mets, I would make a trade for either Trout or Shohei Otame. Um, if you're the Yankees, the only person that can't be traded is Aaron Judge. And quite frankly, I don't want to call him staying traded either. But I don't see why you can't package a deal with DJ LeMayhew and maybe Joey Gallo. I don't know. Just throwing it up there. Um, if you're the Mets, I don't know. The Mets maybe I have already spent too much. But there's got to be a trade out there. Shohei Otame, if you imagine taking him and putting him with the Seattle Mariners, a team that's missing that one piece, or you put him with the San Francisco Giants, especially in that market, Japanese player in San Francisco would be huge. You know what I mean? Like, that would be that would be insane. But if you're a team and you can spare little shuffles, why not pull the trigger and try to get those guys? Why not start to re... Like, the Angels need to rebuild. If I was... Uh, if I'm St. Louis, if I'm the Padres, if I'm San Francisco, if I'm the Mets, hell, if I'm the White Sox, if I'm... Uh, the Cleveland Indians, the teams are so close. Toronto, Blue, Tampa Bay. Make the move because right now what you're watching is what happened with Ernie Banks with Chicago for years or Don Mattingly with the Yankees for years. Talent just being wasted on teams that aren't doing anything. Like you're just wasting these guys in their primes. Don Mattingly did not see the playoffs until 1995 and he retired. That was it. Like, that's sad. Really? You don't think so? I think it's sad. It's sad to me. It really is. Anyway, <laughs> um, well, here's how we're going to do things. I'm going to take a break because I've just talked for 40 minutes straight. So, for anybody out there that thinks you can do this, holla at me because I talk for 40 minutes straight. I go, I keep going if I want to, but I don't because I want to relax and I want to refresh. And plus, I just recorded on my phone like a 40 minute clip, which is going to be a headache for me to edit. So, what we're going to do, we're going to pause for a second, wee second, and then when we come back, we're going to do the news, and then we're going to wrap the show up, because this is Downright Sports. Good one. At the foul line, a shot on Elo. Uh-huh. Johnny Floss. Joe. Haters is mad. I got more bars than Rikers Island. When it come to these tracks, you know I stay wildin', stylin'. I got bread, you don't toast. And of course, I'm handsome. Chicks never say gross. 
come More swag than most Shorty left you at the altar Wasn't y'all supposed to elope? Huh, a joke Not even a fling I barely even called her But ironically You gave her a ring Elite writing I'm never slacking with the pen These are sweet 16s So it's no bitter end Enough for the clownish scrap I'm here to jog your memory Even though I be walking on the track I'm always gonna cause a spark Try and excite New York again Like when Jordan got dunked on by Starks Nah, scratch that I need something new The Nets need to have a parade on Atlantic Avenue no. Relax, I get it in Relax, I get it in Always thinking big Now I just need a little Kim Relax, I get it in Relax, I get it in Money long enough So now I got a little to spend Relax, I get it in Relax, I get it in Always thinking big Now I just need a little Kim Relax, I get it in Relax, I get it in Money long enough So now I got a little Yo, to spend uh, Bread coming in I ain't done Switching bezels, different tax bracket It's time to show that it's levels But it ain't about being rich You couldn't write me off Even if you had some bad penmanship Some say I'm local, she know who I am She let me smash, picture her treating me like a fan I was on shorty like all of late. New school swag even when I got on OJs Haters backstab me worse than the OJs When I punch I hit more than air, I'm not Trey I walk the walk, yeah I'm just done talking So many Boss, they confuse me with a war in your girl stay stalking. One of the kings of New York. I was influenced by Big and Christopher Walken. Grown man, not a minor. Signing off Johnny Floss, aka Mr. Clever. One line is relax, I get it in. Relax, I get it in. Always thinking big. Now I just need a little Kim. Relax, I get it in. Relax, I get it in. Money long enough, so now I got a little to spend. Relax, I get it in. Relax, I get it in. Always thinking big. Now I just need a little Kim. Relax, I get it in, relax, I get it in Money long enough, so now I got a little to spend uh. Why you 
money, bro. She got Brazilian hair, weed with a white tip nail. She even hustle outside the club, working retail. Oh, she bout it, bout it. Well, show me how you do it here. I'm in the back with my niggas hollering, we don't give a cut. She like a backwood stuff, and she calling niggas bluff. You ain't getting to the money, but you out here acting tough. Yeah, she gon' throw it back. Yeah, she gon' throw it back. Keep your money in your pocket, kid, if you ain't throwing racks. Don't go throw it all at once, cause she ain't giving nothing back. Uh-uh. Baby, doing what she's supposed to do. Add it to the stack. Yeah, I'ma make a dance. I'ma throw them bands. I'ma make a dance. I'ma throw them bands. I'ma make a dance. I'ma throw them bands. Yeah, she gon' throw it back. She gon' throw it back. Yeah, I'ma make a dance. When I throw them bands. See this one coming, Big Dallas, Young Sad, you know what it is. This summer shandy is actually pretty good. I'm not, I'm a fan. It's better cold, and I didn't drink a cold. Uh, Alice got some ribs on, which I'm excited. We bought a nice little uh, rub down when we went to Texas, so we were luckily and fortunate, and I was super excited for the first time ever to take me, the Notorious Sports Critic, down to Texas. It was nice. Hot doesn't describe it, but it was real nice, and it was super hot, and I appreciate um, the trip. Alex's parents drove us down 16 hours going, 16 hours coming back. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I think the highlight of my trip was on the way back. Um, Alice's parents started playing rock music. Her dad was like, I know you're tired of listening to bluegrass. And I was like, you have, uh, I was like, well, while you were asleep when I was driving, I got Alice to play like Elvis through like Arkansas and Memphis. So, and then we snuck in some like 80s rock because I couldn't just throw one the baby. Me and Alice snuck away one day and um, we went to Target and Macy's and a bunch of places. I know you're like, you're in Texas. You just stopped in the same places. I got news for you. I drove through a lot of these states. It's all the same. There's no such thing as a, a store that's like native to its region, except Bucky's. My, if you like sheets and Wild War kids, Bucky's had more. I've never seen this many gas pumps. I think I was more amazed by that. I've never seen this many gas pumps. Number one, number two, you can get food, you can get gas, and you can buy trinkets, clothes. Everything like I never seen such craziness, but it was pretty fun. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty fun. Any case, so uh, Wimbledon is going on right now. I don't watch Wimbledon, I barely watch tennis. Um, I'm going to watch the British Open when it starts in a couple weeks, but it was announced Serena Williams was going to play. She did play, she lost in the first round. Who she lost to doesn't matter. What matters to me is, <coughs> excuse me, I don't feel like there was enough. Hoopla around the fact Serena Williams was playing, and we may not. This may be it. Serena is forty years old. She's played since I was a teenager. Like I've watched her play her entire career. Uh, she has dominated. We're not going to break down all she's won and all this stuff like that. But she does have career eight hundred and fifty-five victories to one hundred and fifty-two losses. She does have 73 career titles, fifth in uh, overall rankings. Highest ranking, number one, obviously. But she was ranked, I wrote it down, she was ranked number one 
for 319 weeks. The girl's a monster. If you break it down, how many uh, Australian Opens? I'm glad you asked. One, two, three. She got more than five. How many French Opens? Three. How many Wimbledon's? One, two, three. She got more than five. How many U.S. Opens? She got more than five. All right? She's a rock star. She's a beast. And I really feel like um, we need to celebrate her while we can because Serena Williams, in my opinion... Her impact on the world of sports is so much larger than what we realize, just in pop culture. So, Serena is so dumb. Like, girl, like you know, people grew up wanting to be like Serena and Venus, more like Serena, because she surpassed her sister. But she was so good. Like, nobody could compete with her. You know what I mean? Like, that's her dominance. And then just on a, a image standpoint, like, she, like, you know, the new, like, Fully figured women was like more acceptable, and a lot of it had to do with her because she wasn't like this. What you've seen in the past in tennis players, tennis players in the past have routinely been smaller, skinny, invisible. Where Serena's like out there, like holy Moses, like as a woman, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not to get crashed, but like that, and she kicked butt doing it. Her outfits, her 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 play. There was a situation many years ago, and even I reacted badly to it, but it was a situation many years ago where she blacked out at the U.S. Open. She threatened to shove the ball down the line judge's throat. If a male athlete does that, he's passionate. Because she did it, she's got an attitude. And we need to go back and look at this. Like She had a passion to win. She wanted to win. Even in her press conferences, like I respect it so much because... She's like being act like remember when Cam lost and everybody was like, oh God, Cam knew and you didn't tell us that you just appreciated getting your brains beaten. No, he lost. Serena had the same, she has the same reaction. She wants to win. She doesn't want to lose. And we need to go back and put Serena. I understand there are players that have more than her, but we need to stop this. We need to put Serena in the same category as Jordan. We need to put her in the same category as Tom Brady. Like, she is on the right now, in my opinion, and this is my show, and on my show, my opinion matters most. She's on Mount Rushmore of female, uh, excuse me, of sports icons. She is like Jackie Robinson is number one. Uh, then we gotta go Jordan. Uh, you gotta, I, you, Serena's on there. It's not argued. It's unarguable. Like Billie Jean King did a lot. All these other players, but. Serena's there. It's Jackie for his sacrifice, Jordan for his gangster, Serena because she was a monster, and then we can argue the other two. But anyway, Serena Williams, I tip my cap to you, and the day you retire, we'll dedicate a whole show to you. Now, the Carolina Panthers got Baker Mayfield. Why is this a big deal? Because you got a player who his team gave up on him. Baker Mayfield has played four years with the Cleveland Browns. And for four years, I believe he's had three different head coaches. How is this his fault? He's had to learn three to four different offenses. How is this his fault? Cleveland choosing to go get a guy that may not even get to play this whole year. Go get a guy that has more, like, if he was was a storm coverage, he would be a hurricane. Like, that's how bad this is for him. Over 20 allegations of sexual misconduct, over 20 allegations of sexual abuse, over 20 allegations of basically hiring masseuses to get what he could have drove down the street and got with Robert Kraft. You wait, I'll wait.
All right? They let him go. It's not fair. It's wrong. They basically gave up on him after three, four seasons with three different coaches. How is that fair? They gave up on him. He's going to Carolina. I get. They already had two guys. He's going to be the starting quarterback. He's going to make them a little bit better. If they can get any production out of Christian McCaffrey, which honestly, this may be what he needs. A guy in the backfield that he can just dink and dunk, and the two of them can just play. Like, give him an opportunity. He may make this work is all I have to say. Give him an opportunity. He may make this work. Let's see where he does. But I like Carolina's chances long-term than Cleveland's. Mark my words here. I don't see. I don't foresee Deshaun Jackson playing the rest of this year. I don't foresee this contract working out. He didn't play all of last year. All right. He's probably if he does play this year, the backlash like it's quiet now because the NFL season's not going. Ain't no games going. And we know the NFL is the greatest shield. They deflect from anything. White beaters deflection. CTE deflection. Uh, potential. Underlining racism, deflection. Nothing penetrates the NFL. But you got a potential sex offender just going around. He raped, but he saves? Nah, not in this case. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So we'll see how this plays out. We will. Anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, first episode of the Summer Show. I plan to do a few spotted here and there, so... Pay attention to Downray Sports. Where can you pay attention? Give it away. Uh, what was the guy's name? Was it Jeff I made up earlier? Anyway, let's give it a new. Give it away, Steve. I'm glad you said, Brett. Listen to Downray Sports on all pod. I'm not doing that voice the whole time. Listen to Downray Sports on all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. Uh, you can listen to Downray Sports on DJ Chase Radio, WDJCDB. Uh, you can listen to Downray Sports every Thursday at 8 o'clock on DynastyRadioNY.com, which happens to be your number one source for hip-hop, R&B, and soul. Except, take it all and burn it down because anywhere you hear Downray Sports, it's your number one source for sports and information. You can listen to Downray Sports Saturdays at 8 a.m. at Fab 94.5 The Hitch. Saturdays at 3 p.m. at Trap Radar Radio. And now Sundays at 1 p.m. at She Real Radio. You can follow Downray Sports at Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, go to my Twitter at BrentReed18. I think that's it. I don't need to promote it anymore. Uh, <laughs> so I appreciate it. Uh, summer shows was popping. It's not normally the show is more. Organize the podcast normally drops on Wednesdays right now with the summer shows. It can drop anytime because I'm just going to record when I'm feeling up to it. That's pretty much how it goes. Plus, there's more news and information coming away on how where downray sports may be recorded. So that's a lot of fun, right? Right? Clink. So anyway, enjoy. Please be safe this summer. Go out, have fun. I have one message for everybody. Remember why life is good. Have fun, love. My, I turned 36 uh, a few weeks ago, and my message to myself was the message I want to give to anybody or the, the trail I want to leave is love. That's what I want to leave. Not like I'm in love with people, but just like a feeling of not complaining or for lack of a better bitching and stuff like that. I will complain at home, but going forward, I want to 
I want I, I want to bring more levity into my life, and I think everybody with all the crap that's going on in the world, I think it's important for us to take a step back and remember a lot of things in family. <laughs> However, you build your family, whether it's friends, dog, whatever, whatever brings you peace, bar, you know, set aside from killing and doing tons of you know drugs that'll put you out on the street. Do what makes you happy. You know what I'm saying? Do what makes you happy. This um, this time we got it short, and um, you don't want to waste it on foolishness. You want to waste it on things you're passionate about. If you're passionate about traveling, go do it. If you're passionate about uh, making food, if you're passionate about building a house, whatever. And every day, do something. Think about someone that's not your mom one day. Just think about someone that's not your mom. Think about somebody and just send them a text message. I hate calling people. Just send a person a text and be like, hey, what's up? You never know how it affects people. All right? So, appreciate you guys. You have a lot of fun out there. Um, and we'll see you when we see you. Deuces. Shakespeare in the Park. Does mother know you wear as her drapes? I'm talking to you. What? You wake up in the morning, you say, I put on my big boy pants. Look, I'm wearing a belt. I got big boy pants on. Oh. You put a little jacket, you go. You take your lunch because you got big boy pants on. You got your big boy pants and your snack. I can say big loud things. I can be demonstrative. Stop. We don't... Introduce myself, I'm a man of wealth and taste.
Easy go, that's just how you live. Oh, take, take, take it all, but you never give. Shoulda known you was trouble from the first kiss. Had your eyes wide open. Why were they open? Gave you all I had and you tossed it in the trash. You tossed it.
Anyway, baby, baby. <laughs> you give me your number, I call you up. You act like your pussy on interrupt. I don't have no trouble with you fucking me, but I have a little problem with you not fucking me. Baby, you know I'ma take care of you, cause you say you got my baby and I know it ain't true. Is it a good thing that was bad, bitch? For good or worse, makes you switch. So I walk on over with my crystal. Bitches, niggas put away your pistol. Dirty won't be having that in this house, cause bitch, I'll cripple your style. Now that you heard my charming voice, you couldn't get another nigga. The coochie won't get moist. If you wanna look good and not be bummy, yo, you better give me that money. So give me my streaks and give me my honey Radios play this all day, every day Recognize I'm a fool and you love me None of you know, better look at me funny You know my name down, give me my money Taught me that back of the house. But give me my money. Hey, 